Welcome back to Hats Family to episode eight of the Two Hats Podcast, a community corrections, community supervision, probation, parole, pretrial services related pro, uh, podcast. Uh, I am Chris, the tactical probation officer, and my beautiful co-host is Brittany, your favorite PO. All right, we have a great interview for you guys today. We have we have Jasmine. She is a probation officer in the Garden State, also known as New Jersey. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to uh, definitely uh, getting to learn how probation is done in New Jersey. And I believe you just got on too. So for all those yeah. looking to get into the field, um, Jasmine has some really good tips on how the process works in New Jersey. And of course, I'll talk a little bit about uh, how things worked in PA. I know mm-hmm. uh, Brittany can talk about how things worked in Texas. So without further ado, Jasmine, we have two standard questions that we ask everybody when they first get come on to um, the podcast. The first okay. question is, on a scale of one to 10, with one being a caseworker and 10 being a, a police officer, where does your department fall on the two hat scale? Five or six. Okay. Right in the middle. That's good. Yes, That's right good. in the middle. You said you you say for you is that you personally or you as an H- <laughs> or as your agency? Well, just me personally because um, well I'm still trying to get into the role of being probation officer, and um, but I'm saying like when I get there, I, I would definitely fall on the six seven scale because you know you can't be a pushover and then you can't be a meanie so you have to be somewhere in the middle because <laughs> you're dealing with people who need your help to get back into society so you know if you're if you're always too hard on them they're going to do things where they feel like they're walking on eggshells and then if you're if if you're a pushover they walk all over you so it's, you have to be somewhere right in the middle and I feel like that's where I'm at okay Okay. In the middle. So Jasmine has already gone through the process of um, taking the psychological tests for her department, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as writing uh, a narrative or having a writing assignment. So I wanted to get a little bit more information on that. But before we get into that, Jasmine, tell us why you decided to even pursue this field. Yeah, I wanted to pursue this field because during my undergrad, I worked with a lot of um, offenders. I worked in the courthouse. I worked in the prison. I worked with social services. I worked under a lot of great people. Um, So I really, I feel as though like that was my calling to work in the criminal justice field, but that also um, interprets psychology and sociology. So um, when I graduated, I'm like, okay, well, I can be a social worker. Um, but that's too much of, um, how can I say a social worker is? It's like, it's, it's like too, I don't know. I, I, just, I just always like to work with offenders. So just helping them get back on track. Um, I love being the success of someone's story. I help, I, during my undergrad, I was very fortunate to um, help a lot of people the best way I could. And it feels great when they come back and tell us that, you know, hey, I got a job or, hey, I got my first check or, hey, I got my, my kids back. So, but I think working in the, I mean, in the, yes, in the criminal justice system, it's a little bit different because with people that look like us, so when they, so when I see them succeed, it really helps me feel good about not only them, but myself. 
So I think being a probation right, officer. Right, I agree. Yeah, I like. I think being a probation officer would be great for me. So it's like a little. It's like a little bit. I think being a probation officer is like tough love. It really is. So and a you lot can't of times help. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so from for what I've seen, it's tough love and. But you know what? Like they appreciate it when they finally get off papers. So that I think that's why I really got into the field. I think we all say that in the beginning when we get on. <laughs> yeah, come back a year later. <laughs> yeah, give, give give it a couple give it a couple years. Um we'll see that answer still the same. Oh but, god. Yeah, I, I think that's we all that's what we all have to say. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I'm just graduating college, so th- these are the answers they want to hear when I do interviews. <laughs> what is your degree in? Psychology. Psychology. Me too. Me too. Okay. What school did you go to? Me three. Me three. Oh, you too. Seriously, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you don't you don't have to have a criminal justice degree to get into this field. Psychology, no. sociology, they all work. Yeah, um, I think I think they want to hire more people who have psychology, sociology degrees. I mean, it, it fits. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. you know, psychology is about, you know, human behavior and why people do what they do. And this is a, uh, this is definitely a field where you'd, you would use that almost every day. Right. Did you actively go out looking for this job or since you did all those internships, the job actually kind of came to you? No, I have to look. I went on government governments.com and that's when I found, um, the job inquiry about being a probation officer down south so um i applied like the last week of august and i was constantly getting updates like okay you're getting reviewed um you met the uh qualifications you're eligible now you put on the eligible list so i didn't get an interview until like a month later after i applied and you said you said down south yes Mm mm-hmm as in South Jersey or like Southern United States? No, no, like North Carolina. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then what happened? So, um, so it took. So the um, when I got those updates, it was like two weeks um, when all that was happening. So a month later, I finally got an interview. Um, and then so during the interview, um, it was like five people from different counties of North Carolina. So each of them were asking me a question. And then at the end of the interview, I had to uh, do a scenario where one of them was the offender and I was the probation officer. So I had to do a series of questions, like, I guess, getting to know them. So like where they live, um, how many kids they have, do they work? Um, but they wanted me to be creative because they only gave me four questions. But I had to make up questions as I went along. So after that, I had to write a writing sample about, I guess, like kind of like a dab note in a way about what um, what we just talked about. But I only had five minutes to do it or they disqualify you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And and they wanted meat and potatoes in the uh in the paragraph, so I had to be hefty, and I only had five minutes. And they sat on the phone with you. Chris, did you have to do something like that? Um, let me see. When I did it in PA, we did have to write an essay, but it was on the um the Pennsylvania Juvenile Act, which is they just wanted to kind of see how much you knew about actual law in New, in Pennsylvania regarding that. Um. And I think that's what got a lot of people caught up. And I actually got a tip off before 
um, but that's something they were going to ask about. So I was actually kind of prepared where I actually read up on the law and kind of yeah. you know, had a good understanding of it. Um, I feel like if I didn't know that, didn't know they were going to ask me that, I probably would have mm-hmm. bombed it because I'd be like, I don't know anything about this, especially coming mm-hmm. from um, working in a juvenile facility and then trying to get over into probation. I don't really know anything about it. So mm-hmm. that actually worked out. And then where I'm at now, um, we, I did have to write an essay and I think it was like, you know, what makes you the best fit for the job? Um, I don't okay. I don't know. I don't think there was a time limit on it, um, but I did have to, you did have to write an essay. And I think, I think more than just looking to see, because there's a lot of writing, a lot of narratives and stuff we have mm-hmm. to do in this field. So they were, I think they kind of wanted to see if you're able to, you know, write proper English and um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, things like that. But um, how about you, Britt? No. No, not at all. Not even <laughs> close. Okay. I don't know what you guys do over there on the East Coast, but down here in the South. <laughs> We're not doing all of that. Okay. We just want to yeah, relax you... and watch you. <laughs> yeah. When you wow. told me that, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my God. Like every time I turn around, they're like, oh, you got to write a sample. You got to ask questions. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm like, Jesus. Well, okay. So, so for um, all you listeners who are interested in getting into the field over here in the East Coast, I need you to be aware that you're going to have to write a lot. <laughs> I don't know about a lot. I mean, <laughs> you definitely have to. Uh, I mean, every 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 state, even different agencies, have different requirements. So, I mean, if you if you Google, if you do your Googles, I'm sure you can pretty much find almost uh-huh. anything you're looking for, um, and you can get a good sense of what that department is looking for what their hiring process involves um so i would definitely be the first thing you want to do you said that had you not gotten a tip off from someone you would not have known (laughs) about that you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i feel like that's the value that we have we add to this whole situation because we're giving tips and gems out that you may not be able to google you know what i'm saying or if you don't know anybody who's in the field in your area that's why we're here. We got y'all. So after uh, you did your little writing at sample within five minutes, what was the next step? So then two days later, that's when I got my an email to do a um, psychological test. So I had to do three of them. So it, it was uh, so it was a personal history statement, brain assessment, and in the California personality inventory. The online personal history statement was basically, it was um, just like we fill out the application, but it was more in depth. So they were asking me about what were my job duties, um, the college courses I took, um, the the high school I graduated from. They wanted a um, screenshot of all my diplomas. Um, They were asking me like, you know, was this my permanent address for how long? Where did I move to? Um, blood, my right arm, basically. Um, <laughs> so it was like, that took like an hour. Um, and for all three of them, they recommend at the time it would be three hours. But for me personally, it took me five hours. Um, so then the next one was the brain assessment. So the brain assessment is basically it's like repeated questions in a different way so the questions included um do you have a gambling problem um do you watch pornography 
Um, do you have a history of speeding? Do you, are you on drugs? Um, do you have delinquent accounts? What's your credit score? Have you ever been repoed? Like it was really in depth, but like I said, they asked the same, it's the same content, but in a different way. So about, so that part, you have to be consistent with your answers. Cause I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Do you um, change your answers based on how the question's phrased? Yes. Um, and then the last one was the California personality inventory. So that was like a true or false question. So it, it, it would say like, oh, do you want to be an actor? Um, if, if, a, if a cashier gave you too much change, will you give it back? Um, have you ever robbed anybody before? Um, do, do you feel as though unmarked police cars should be shot up? Like, it was crazy questions like that. I had to call my friend and I'm like, I had to ask her, like, do you think that police cars should be? Because <laughs> I, oh <laughs> I was going crazy. <laughs> um all it was it was just a lot of questions like do you believe in world world affairs um do you believe that the poor should should be punished for being poor like it was crazy questions like that and I I felt like I was going crazy so but with all three of those it took me about five hours when when they said the recommend is two to three hours dang that's intense so yeah. after doing all of that, then you have to wait and see what your results are, right? Right. So that's what I'm waiting for now. I'm in that stage of waiting. It's been like a month now. Hmm? Do you think that's typical for your area for them to take so I'm, long after you complete that? I'm not sure. Um, I, My cousin works down there. So I had got some information from her and she said like it usually does. So she said the whole process can take up to three months, three, four months. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, and then I realized like, it's like, I, I realized it's working with the state and I know the state takes time to hire people. So um, I guess all I can do is just be patient. I mean, uh, I got to remember everything right now was all, we're all in the midst of this, this pandemic. So that's really mm-hmm. eating up a lot of, um, a lot of time. And, you know, a lot of people are working from home. Uh, I'm pretty sure the entire process was virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just it it takes time. Um, yeah, unfortunately, because I, I think when I did when I went to PA, I want to say it probably took it probably took a couple months. Okay. Um, to go through the whole process. Um, now of course this was you know no pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two interviews. Either primary interview, I think I it was with me and two supervisors. Okay. Um, including the one supervisor who I, whose unit I would be on. Um, so we interviewed with them, um, you know, just asked me a bunch of questions about, you know, working with, you know, working with juveniles. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that one thing that stood out to me was, you know, they asked, you know, how do you, how do you feel about carrying a firearm and things like that? And of course, you know, I was like, I have no problem with that at all. Okay. Um, and then I think then maybe like two or three weeks later, I got invited back to a second interview with the, actual director of okay. juvenile probation that I met with her and I think after that interview is when I had to do the um the written essay on the juvenile act and Ooh. then I want to say it's probably even a couple I think it's probably about two weeks after that before they actually gave me the job offer which wow. um 
you know, at that point, you know, I was living, I was living about two and a half hours away. So then I had to, you know, hurry up, accept the job. They gave right. me a start date. I had to figure out where I was going to live. I actually ended up living with one of my friends um, in Pittsburgh, which is north of Westmoreland County. Uh, I lived with him for, I think, about three weeks while I was looking for a place in Westmoreland County. Finally mm-hmm. found one, moved in. Then I had to bring my family down because we, wow. we were living in Erie, PA at the time. And, uh, oh, okay. That's by Canada. Yeah. So yeah, it, it took some time and it took a lot of doing. It took a lot of money too. Oh, hey. Yeah. Um, but we were able to make that happen. Uh where I'm at now, things moved very fast. Very, okay. very fast. I don't know if it was just the fact that because I are I was already a probation officer, so I already had the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it just, you know, they really were short on people at the time. And they just need to fill positions quickly. But mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like everything happened very quickly. I think I applied online. I think shortly after that, they started sending me all the emails, all the background check stuff, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of online personality inter- uh, assessments. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say probably like a week later, they invited me down for interview. I did the interview and I want to say I got the call and I was hired maybe like two weeks later. It happened pretty quickly. Okay. Um, and like I said, I just don't know if, like I said, because I had the experience already, or if they were just fast tracking people because of um, they just had a need at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how about you, Brittany? How was your how was your whole uh, interview experience? How long do you think it took from you applying to you getting the offer? Um, that was a long time ago, but <laughs> I would say between <laughs> like four to five weeks it was real fast kind of like what you were just describing you know I applied online they called me um sent me an email like hey can you do this background check just like you said personality assessment drug test all of that um and once they called me with the job offer I mean once I did all of that they called me with the job offer within like a week it was real fast I was surprised um and I just found that that's typically how it goes over here where I'm at. It's always fast. It's not slow like y'all. Y'all, I don't know what's going on with y'all. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> now, for all our listeners listening, for those who are interested in, in becoming probation officers, do realize that they will do a background check. They will mm-hmm. they will check your um your criminal they'll check you for criminal history, uh in the current okay. state that you're applying for any in the any previous states in which you reside in because clearly okay. you know you're you're going to be a, a law enforcement officer um okay. when you take this position so it's important that you realize that you can't have you can't have uh, any kind of convictions on your records mm-hmm. um you know no drug charges no definitely can't have any kind of felonies mm-hmm. um I do know some states, if it's like a, a, a low risk or a low level misdemeanor, you know, as long as you can explain it, you know what I mean? If it's something you did when you were like 17, 18, and you were just something really stupid, you know, some places will let you explain it. Some places won't. They just won't accept mm-hmm. you whatsoever. So every state is different. And you just have to realize that um, the main thing is you got to be honest. You mm-hmm. have to be honest when you do these background investigations. I know um, both of the places I worked at, when you when you when you fill out your background request form, and you know, do you do you have to sign under under a uh, penalty of perjury that what you're saying is truthful, 
to the best of your knowledge. So, I mean, you can't outline, you know, say, man, I got this felony, you know, for breaking and entering, you know, 10 years ago, but I'm not going to tell them, you know, because that was 10 years ago. You can't do that. And then you sign mm-hmm. saying that you have no convictions. Mm-mm. That's a no-no. That is a no-no. Can, well, can you be honest about when you're doing your psychological testing about drug usage that you did? I mean, you always, you always, you want to, you always want to be honest about anything you're filling out, especially when it comes to a government job. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, definitely. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's 2020. I mean, who hasn't tried weed? You know what right. I mean? But if you're like, I'm pretty sure if you're like a recovering heroin addict, I'm pretty sure they'll probably give you a side eye. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I think. I'm trying to remember. I think they asked me, you know, yeah, I, I tried weed in college. I tried it. That's didn't what I like put. it. Yeah, I tried yeah. it. I didn't like it. It's not my thing. But I mean, like, who, like, who I, I swear, if, somebody, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, then you're just lying. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I put it on there. I think uh, they might have asked me about it. I said I, I tried it in college like once or twice, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Um, now, you had to, did you have to do a drug test, Jasmine? Not yet. Not yet, but okay. I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they um, want me to fly down there to do it. Yeah, they they probably would. Uh, yeah, something you probably have to do in person, um, mm-hmm. in the in the state. What? Um, that means you have to spend your own money to do that, right? Oh, baby, no. Mm-mm. Hey, li- <laughs> hey, listen, man. When I was when I was in the process of interviewing from PA to where I'm at now, back and forth. I think I had to come back and forth maybe three times. Wow, on was, your own was, expense. Uh, that was my own expense. Yeah, you know, uh, I had to come crazy. down for the interview. Yeah, because I think I came down once for the interview, and then I came down a second time to do uh, like pre-hiring, background check stuff, and then I think I had to come back down again to do a medical and do the psychological. Oh, wow. So I think that was three times. Um, yeah, that was all on my dime. But I mean, me and the wife made, made a made a thing out of it where we came down together. We um we looked around. Uh, the city where we want to live in, you know, you know okay. went out to dinner, explored around to kind of get a feel for the area. So, I mean, like I said, we made it. I think that was the second time that I came down. The first time I came down by myself for the interview. Second time we came down, made like a little weekend date getaway. And then the third time I came down by myself to do the um, medical and psychological. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, if you're applying in a different state, they, they want to see you. They want to make sure you're a real person, that you are <laughs> who you say you are. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Brittany? You guys had to do a drug test? Of course, yeah, I had to do a drug test. Yeah. But of course, I didn't have to fly. I was already right here. You guys are describing, I would have been knocked out of the running. I would have been, I would have just stopped because from what y'all, y'all had to do like way too much. You're going to ask me, do I watch porn? You're going to ask me, do I have ever done drugs? Like, what is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. Do I seen that. I was like, what? Damn, I'm not, I'm not answering all these questions. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, these are all, you know, psychological based questions. They want to make sure you're, that you're a good fit for this job. Right. And I appreciate they, that. I yeah. feel blessed that I didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> Normally, the psychological is more into for if you have to carry a firearm. Um, oh, so, in P- okay. like in PA, when I first hired, um, you don't go to firearms right away because it's it, it, it department. It was optional; you didn't have to carry it at all. So, mm-hmm. I think for the first year to first year and a half, um, you know, I, we just had defense tactics, OC pepper spray, and baton. And then after um, 
you know, they asked me, do you want to carry a firearm after I did my year and a half? Then they sent me to go do the psychological, mm-hmm. um, which was two parts. I had one part, I had to fill out a, a, I think it was a Minnesota psychological evaluation or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it was Minnesota. And um, it was like, it was like 150 questions, kind of like what uh, Jasmine was saying, where they actual a whole bunch of questions. They kind of phrase it differently to see if you change your answers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of questions were kind of based to see if you do have a mental health diagnosis. So, you know, asking questions related to schizophrenia and bipolar and anxiety and things like that. Um, and then afterwards, then I met with the actual psychologist that was contracted by the county to do the evaluation. And I think that was a pretty quick question. He's kind of asked me a lot about my background, about myself, about my family. Um, just kind of make sure you're like, you're a stable kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, That's yeah, what I they say I have it. to do next. Uh, meet with a psychologist? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it, that's that's a that's a pretty easy part. Like I said, I just want to get like a basic understanding of you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure you don't have any like crazy resentment issues or daddy issues or <laughs> kind of a mental health mental health diagnosis. <laughs> think about it. You don't want to. You not. You don't want to give somebody a gun and put them out in the streets and they're not yeah. stable. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the country that we live in, it's easy for anybody to get a gun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier some places than others. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even like in a law enforcement sense. Like I think back in PA, all you do was uh, you fill out an application with the sheriff of the county. Um, I think they do a background check, they do a fingerprint check, and that's it. Where I'm at mm-hmm. now. Um, in order to get a firearms permit, um, you have to go through a class where you actually have to take a class and you actually have to show that you can shoot your gun. You actually have to like shoot a certain amount of ammo. Mm. Um, so it's, totally, it's different. Like I said, PA, you don't have to do all, you have to do a class or anything. As long as you pass the background check, here you go, go get you a gun, carry it on. You. But down wow. where I'm at now, you got you to gotta go through something. Because my wife is, she still has her permit from PA, which is still good. And they take that down here. I think it's so good for like another year, but she's not looking forward to have to go take that class and go to go shoot because mm-hmm. she's not really a shooter like I am. What about you, Jasmine? Do you carry? No, personally. <laughs> oh, no, I don't carry. <laughs> so, so if I get this job, I'll be carrying for the first time. How do you feel about that? Oh wow, I feel scared to be honest because because like I'm. I don't really don't know how to work a gun and I, I'm so low-key I'm scared of guns so I don't know and then like I don't want to be in that situation where I have to make a decision to use my gun on somebody so well then are, well, then are you sure that this is the this is the job or the state that you want to work in if you if you do have that fear of it because I mean you're going to have this two pound piece of metal on your hip Right. eight hours a day mm-hmm. and you're going to be you know go to people's houses with this thing on you mm-hmm. and i mean you you have to be prepared mentally and physically right. to be able to use it if you have to i mean have you tried looking into any other agencies that don't have a firearms requirement no pretty much because i applied to delaware also they want you to have a firearm firearm i believe um that's, I, interviewed yeah, that's, in, I actually interviewed in Delaware, so that's actually funny. 
right okay. before I took right before I took juvenile, I actually drove to Delaware and applied an interview down there. Wow. And I think they they actually offered me the position around the same time as juvenile did. And I took juvenile because it was in the same state and have to move state change states. Okay. At that time, it was a better fit for me. Yeah. They're looking for a lot of people right now in Delaware. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Same same as um in North Carolina. My my cousin works down there. She said about like 18 people have quit. So I don't know what's going on down there, but I mean, have you asked? Um basically like they can't handle it. It's like the caseload is too much for them. Cause they, they get about like two hundred people. I found that what the area or department that I worked for, um, there the turnover rate it was it was kind of high. You had some people, granted, that were there for years and years and years, and you just knew they weren't going anywhere. But <laughs> but the other people, you you did have a select few where it's like every six months or every eight months they're just coming in and going out, coming in and going out. I Can I ask why? How, um, for for where I was, it was a better opportunity, higher pay, leaving to get paid more. They felt like I'm doing too much work for this amount of money, mm-hmm. so let me go somewhere else and make some more money, <laughs> kind of thing. Understandable. So, so Brittany, it wasn't like they were overworked. It was just, it was more better opportunities. Overall, I would say, yeah, better opportunity. Um, because as a probation officer, you do a lot. You you, you do a lot and you're not going to do it. Preach. A probation officer. Preach. Talk <laughs> about it. So I think a lot of people have to keep in mind when you get into this field, you, you're not going to do it for the money. You're just going to do it for the, for the, I don't know. Why do you do it, Chris? I'm not even doing that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I do. This is this is this is what I want to. This is uh, what I want to do. This is the fit for my personality. Um, I'm the kind of person I want to help someone, but I'm also um, I have a strong interest in law enforcement and public safety, mm-hmm. and this is the perfect fit for me. You know, I can help you, but if you're out there jeopardizing the community, then we you know we got to do what we got to do. You have to go mm-hmm. sit down somewhere for a little bit, um, but I mean, I think like you know, as Jasmine was saying, when we all start, we're all pretty idealistic in yeah. terms of you know wanting to change lives, and primarily that's what the job is. You know, they want you to be a change agent, um, but in reality, what you have to realize is that a lot of people aren't ready to change, mm-hmm. and um, they're going to lie to you every day to your face with a straight mm-hmm. face. Um, and a lot of people are just, they take probation because they don't want to do jail, as Brittany, sure. Brittany always says. Um, and you have to realize that a lot, they don't want to change. Mm. And you're going to be disappointed. And you're going to work with some people who you think are, you know, are making that positive change. Mm-hmm. And they get new charges. Mm. Or they get locked up. Or they start violating. Um, when you're dealing with people and, you know, you know, there's been a psychology major, when you're dealing with people, um, it's not easy, unfortunately, because people are just a lot of outside forces, a lot of outside influences um, mm-hmm. that affect people's behaviors and their decision-making process. So, yeah, you should always go into the job every day as I want to make a positive change, but realize just because you want them to make a change doesn't mean that they're ready to make ready. that change. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you considered doing juvenile probation? Yes, but I don't know who's hiring right now for that. 
All I see is adult probation. Jasmine, I, w- I have a bone to pick with you. Um, okay. Jasmine did not know that we had a podcast. So Jasmine, I'm going to give you some homework. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you could go and check out Two Hats Podcast on YouTube. We're also on Spotify. We're also on Google Play. Okay. Um, yeah. And tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, people Absolutely. are interested in the profession. That's why we're here. We're here. We give interviews or we do interviews with probation officers across the country. Um, so yeah tune in absolutely that's how I got started you persuaded me to do uh, be a probation officer watching your YouTube videos so I really enjoyed watching you on YouTube thank you look at me out Mm -hmm. here making a difference Chris you hear that (laughs) I mean mean, that's how me and you met and here we we are (laughs) (laughs) y'all just love me I love y'all too I love (laughs) y'all Jasmine, I got a question for you. So what, what are you doing mm-hmm. now while you're waiting to uh, hear about, you know, being hired as an officer? I'm a drug and alcohol counselor at a prison in Chester. Wow. Uh, tell us about that. How'd you get that job? Um, so I applied online. Um, I got a response probably two weeks later. Um, I interviewed online. Um, then I got the job that day. So I was like, you know, why, this is, that's a great opportunity to work in the prison until I hear back from the probation officer job down south. Wow, that was a, that was a fast hiring process. Yeah, they're, they're like one of those companies is like they'll hire anybody as long as you have the experience and like they don't make it hard. So it, it's that we're an outside contractor of the DOC. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So, so what's a typical day for you being a counselor in a prison? Um, so before the shutdown, um, we would do um, six hours of group a day. Um, so we talk about life skills, um, triggers, relapse, um, family dynamics. We, we basically cover a lot of topics that, um, that you talk about in drug and alcohol. Um, I work with all men. So, and I'm like the only young female that works there as a counselor. So um, when I first started, it was like, I had to protect myself because I'm working with about like 60 men on the unit. So basically the prison that I work at, um, when they come to our jail, this jail is, they take, they take our program, um, which is for them to go home and then be on probation. So this, the program I work for, um, it's about four months of um, alcohol and drug treatment. They graduate, um, they see parole there at the prison and then parole decides um, if they did what they need to do, um, then they get to go home, be on probation. If not, they get a hit, which is um, six months added on to their uh, sentence. I, I will say uh, you got it. I pers- I worked in a juvenile facility, uh, a reform school, two different programs, and I couldn't I couldn't work in a prison or a jail. That's one thing okay. I know. I don't have the personality for it. I don't like. I don't even <laughs> like now as an adult officer going into the jail to go see offenders or serve papers on them. Like yeah. when somebody when you walk in, that door closes behind you. Yeah. I, just, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh. You should see Pretty. my office. Like I feel like I'm in the cell. <laughs> you 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 are. <laughs> <laughs> like there's bars on the windows. <laughs> wow. 
So Brittany, could yeah. you could you work in a jail? Yeah, or I prison? couldn't do it either. Mm-mm. I would Mm-mm. never. Yeah, I I, I hate it. Yeah, it took yeah. a lot like, for me to get used to it. What do you What do you tell yourself to get you through the day? I just try to hang around um, other coworkers, and I I I think that's what I do the most, just to get my mind off of it. And um, because a lot of the guys there, and then we're on lockdown also, so they're in their cell about 22 hours a day wow oh my god yeah mm-hmm. so it's a lot of me like walking up to their cell um but a lot of them are saying that they're tired of laying down they're tired of sleeping all the time like they're getting anxious they're sending a lot of people to their hole because they can't take it anymore you know so um but i think and then a couple people have died so they have been stricter with uh, having people locked in their cell. I mean, have they so, mean die from the Rona? Yes. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So there's so that the whole lockdown is kind of like a part of the trying to quarantine the prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the numbers keep going up for some odd reason. I mean, y'all y'all all breathing the same air. Exactly. <laughs> so. And then for the past couple of months, they didn't even want the counselors on a unit. So a lot of my clients were not getting um, the packet work that they have to get for the program. So we just started getting back on the unit like last week. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, best of luck to you with that, Jasmine. Thank um, you. Uh, and I, 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 I hope I hope you get a call soon. I know. Uh, I hope everything works out in your interest and, uh, yeah. you know, making that change from prison to uh, probation, which um, it happens. I think I've, I've, I have a couple few co-workers that started out in the prisons before they came over to probation. They always okay. say it's a good, a good experience, um, you know, working with, trying to, you know, working with offenders and, you know, learning how things are in the prison and coming over to probation because eventually they're, they're going to come over. You know, right. the same people in the prisons will be the same people on your on your uh, on your roster when you come over to probation. Right. So, um, but Jasmine, hey, we appreciate you. We thank you for your time. Uh, we thank you for being a a, a family member on the Two Hats podcast. <laughs> thank you. And I'll uh, definitely keep us uh, updated on um, okay. how everything is going with your uh, interview process. We hope I you will. get hired. I'm definitely going to uh, bother you. Because uh, <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I, I I got a couple words of advice for you. I got a few. Okay. Thank you so much, Jasmine. That was a great interview. I'm glad she shed some light on, you know, the hiring process because I get a lot of questions about that. Um, and Chris, I'm sure you do too. But I wanted Every to day. reiterate to you guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> Please follow us for updates on the Two Hats Podcast Instagram account as well as subscribe on YouTube or follow us on Spotify if you guys um, would prefer to listen to us that way. Or Google, I think we're on Google Podcasts also. Um, So definitely check us out. We have different options for everyone. We definitely appreciate you guys listening. We hope you took something away from today's episode. Um, Jasmine was definitely very forthcoming with a lot of the information. The main thing to remember is that the hiring process is different from agency to agency. So yes. do some research. Um, if you know anybody that works in the department you're trying to get into, talk to them um, so you can try to get a leg up. Um, 
but it's just different. So we can tell you generally how things go. We can tell you how things go where we worked. Um, but like I said, it, it can't. It can be completely different. And here's the thing: some de- some probation departments um, are actually certified police officers, also, where they have to go to a police academy. So mm-hmm. those, those are different things you got to think about. Like in uh, state parole in New Jersey, um, they actually go to the actual whole police academy, and they have full police powers in addition to being parole officers. Um, so that's something to keep keep in mind which would then require you, I think South Carolina is the same exact way too. They go to a police academy. So that requires even more uh, pre-hiring, um, you know, evaluations and interviews and things like that, because now you're, you know, you're full law enforcement. So it's different everywhere you go. So definitely do your research. Um, if you're going to talk to somebody, that'd be the best thing. And tune in to Two Heads Podcast because we're here to give you that valuable information too. Because we do interviews with POs across the country to give you guys a wide variety of what it's like in different parts. Of course, we don't know everything, but we know we know some things. We know a little something, something. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. Always catch us for new episodes every Wednesday. Until next time, y'all stay safe. All right, please like, share, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the Two Hats Podcast. Uh, make sure you're following Brittany at your favorite PO and make sure you can send me your friend request and we'll see we'll see what happens at the tactical underscore probation officer. Just underscore somewhere in there. Just keep just type me in, you'll come up. <laughs> I can never I can never remember where my underscores are, but they're in there somewhere. <laughs>